0: Hi, everybody. It's lovely to have the opportunity to speak to you people in, in Shrewsbury and other people who are listening from, from all around. Uh, those of you in the town, of course, have gone through very difficult times recently. You've had a, a flood, which has mean, meant you couldn't meet in your building, and now you've had a plague. And you must be wondering what on earth is going to happen next. Of course, all this has happened in the context of a great deal of stress and anxiety in society already. and That's the subject, of course, for today's um, session. Because we were already experiencing a very fast rate of change. And that's very destabilizing. When Nothing seems to be the same, whether it's technology or a variety of things. Things change so fast that we can hardly keep pace with it. And also the the issue of um, choice. Nowadays, you can't just buy one clear item. You get a choice all the time. And choice is very debilitating. And uh, so some of us end up not buying things because there's too much choice and we can't make up our minds. We live in a world of emails and mobiles and Facebook and TikTok and all the rest of it, which, which demands so much from our lives. So for many people, life was already stressful. And then suddenly this comes along with all its its inherent problems. And it's probably been the worst collective anxiety in in this community and in Britain and Europe, and in fact, the world, since the uh, the war. Because during the war, at least we knew who the enemy was and where he was, and we also were able to be together. Now we really don't know uh, what, quite what we're fighting. And, and we're d- separated from one another, which makes life very, very difficult. And the truth is, uh, the experts don't really know. They know more than we do, but they're sort of divided in their opinion, and the politicians certainly don't know. I find it very difficult to criticise politicians at the moment because they're doing a, an amazing job with something that they've never experienced before and can't quite understand. But it leaves us in a, in a place of great uncertainty. Of course, the rules and regulations are changing all the time. So we're not really certain about that. But we're not certain about what the future holds for us. There's a, we have a lot of fear around, fear of death, fear of illness, fear of losing our jobs, fear of our businesses going under, fear of not having enough money. And then the separation from loved ones is making life very difficult. At this sort of time, we'd really like to go and hug everybody and feel close to one another, but we can't do that. And we can't do it for grandparents. We can't do it with our grandchildren and we can't do it with our friends. And none of us know how long this is going to go on. And that makes it much more difficult. So it's a very, it's a very hard time for most of us. And we end up with stress and we end up with a lot of anxiety, which are two things coupled together. Stress, of course, by definition, is a natural response. It's part of the way we're made to a, a threat or something that's about to happen. And what happens is that the changes in our body, when we perceive that there is a challenge up ahead, our brain tells our, um, our body to produce more adrenaline and cortisol. And uh, when that happens, uh, our blood pressure goes up, our, our uh, heart rate increases, Uh, more sugar is produced, parts of our body are closed down. So we're all ready for action. And that happens at any time we're going to be something demanded of us. And that may be we're going to give a talk or we've got a difficult time coming up or a situation which is going to cause us to feel attention. And that's very natural. That's how our body responds. And it's designed to respond that way. But it's only designed to respond that way for a short time. We're intended for these to have these ups and then these downs again, so that we can take it for a time and then we relax, and get over that, and then we're ready for the next one. That's that's how life should be. It should be we're designed for rhythm in our lives, and if we stay up too long, then the adrenaline's too high for too long, and we can cause body bodily damage to our, our circulatory systems and other parts of our body. We cause. Um, the potential for actually eventually a breakdown, we get burnout. We're never intended for it to go a long time. So we should be establishing rhythms in our life if we're really going to cope with this type of thing. Interesting, if you look at the life of Jesus, now he was somebody who didn't have a mobile phone, he didn't have emails, didn't have all those things, but his life was tremendously stressful, potentially. Huge crowds of people who followed him, the Pharisees who were continually against him, he had a message to proclaim that people, his disciples didn't even really understand. And he knew he was going to a painful death. There were lots of pressures on him, but you see a rhythm in his life. So he's very busy at times, and then he would withdraw to find a place of rest. And that's as it should be for all of us. I remember during the early days of the, the lockdown, um, wondering how I was going to organize my life. And I, I was doing a jigsaw, which was a map of London, It looked quite complicated, so I didn't quite know what to do. So I realized the way to start was to start with the river because there are not too many pieces of that. And you put the river in and you've got your bearings, if you know anything about London. So I did the river. And then I decided to do the parks because they're quite large parks in London, Hyde Park and uh, all the other parks. So I did those and then I did the stations because they were quite obvious. And then I could fit in the rest around it. And as I did it, I realized this was a bit of a recipe for discovering a rhythm in life. To start with the river, start with the spiritual. Start every day with some time alone and quiet with God. Have moments in your day where you stop and just reflect that God is with you. Uh, If you read in the book of Daniel, chapter six, you'll find that Daniel did that three times a day. He went to his room and he just opened a window towards Jerusalem and he he contemplated the reality that God was with him. And we all need to do that. And it puts us in life in perspective. And then secondly, the parks so it spoke to me about leisure. We must build in leisure in our lives um, for relaxation and for uh, exercise because that helps the body to diffuse the stress. And then thirdly, the stations, which are about communication. Even though we can't meet or meet in groups of six or whatever it happens to be, we can at least keep in touch with people. Build relationships over Zoom or over the telephone so that we're just keeping those relationships going. And then there are other things. The the things that cause stress in our lives can be fitting in around. But every one of us needs to find some rhythms that will help us in our lives and, uh, and, and put boundaries in, which will enable the stress to be relieved at times. You know, if you go on holiday, sometimes you get tired, often you get ill because you've been high for so long. And your body wants to, just drops off. But if we can keep the rhythms going, we can maintain something throughout this this period. And stress is often coupled with anxiety. Anxiety is about the future, what what might happen. So we fill our minds with the possibility of what might happen. There's a story in the Old Testament of Elijah. And it, you can see it easily there. He, he had this battle with the prophets of Baal and he had this fire coming down from heaven An incredibly stressful time for him. And then he goes into a complete depression because his everything falls off. He, he it he winds down. But in that point, uh, someone tells him that Jezebel is, is after him uh, to destroy him, and he goes into a complete lockdown because he can't cope. Terrible anxiety about what's going to happen because it doesn't happen. In fact, she meets her another her own end she, later on, but it feels very real to him. And anxiety is about a future that's not just not actually probably going to happen. And we give a huge amount of energy and time to things that might happen, but probably won't. And yet they become very real to us. And uh, in in Elijah's case, God came and spoke to him and said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He didn't really mean what are you doing here physically what are you doing here in your mental state? Why are you being consumed with something after this great victory? Why are you being consumed with something that may well not happen? Live for today. Don't be concerned about something that may not happen. And that's the nature of anxiety. It's about the future. And we can spend so much energy thinking about things that may happen. But, and also, if we, as we're anxious... The anxiety doesn't change anything. It doesn't alter the future. It doesn't make things any better. It just makes it worse for us. So why bother with it? But we do. I was watching TV the other night and there was in a repair shop program and they were repairing a a rather nice wooden carving that was going to go on the wall. And the wooden carving said this, today is the tomorrow we worried about yesterday and all is well. Today is the tomorrow we worried about yesterday and all is well. In other words, today we worried about it yesterday. And hey, hang on a minute. The things we worried about yesterday didn't happen today. So why should I worry about tomorrow when all is well today? And we've got to be careful not to be consumed with the future. And secondly, Jesus talked about it in Matthew chapter 7. He said, don't be anxious about what you wear and your food and your clothing, Don't be anxious about what might happen. In fact, he said two things. One, you need to trust your heavenly father because your father knows. And if your father looks after you today, he will look after you tomorrow and the day after. And you need to just put your heart and mind in trusting him. And secondly, you've got enough worries for today. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, worry about today because there's enough things to bother you for today. And there's a passage in the book of Philippians, which is very helpful. And it says this, uh, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And you can read that and think, oh, that's all very well. It sounds very trite and very easy. But if you had the things I have to worry about, you wouldn't uh, feel that way. But actually, there's some very, very good advice in that. And he starts off it by saying the Lord is near. The Lord is near. That is the God who is all-powerful and all-knowing and all-loving is near to you. And if you're a Christian, you know that's true, but you can forget it. And you need to remind yourself of the greatness of the God who loves you. Who is a father who cares for you, that he holds you in his arms, he will not let you go. And if you're not yet a Christian, maybe this is a time to realize that God is very near to you. He's longing to come and hold you and lift you up and to help you through the things that are coming in the future. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know whether it's going to be good or bad. But we can know who's going to be near us. And that's an amazing promise from this scripture. And really, it's at the heart of dealing with anxiety in our lives. And we have to come back to that and say, well, at least he's with me. He is there. He's the great I am. And, And he is the one who's Emmanuel, God with us. And then secondly, he says, don't be anxious about anything. Don't allow the unexperienced tomorrow, the future, destroy your present reality. Don't let your mind run ahead and get out of control. I mean, tomorrow may be hard but you'll face that tomorrow. The next day may be hard, but you'll face that tomorrow. You may lose your job, but you'll face that tomorrow. You may be short of money, but you'll face that tomorrow. Let today be sufficient. Don't be consumed. I mean, there may be things you have to prepare for, may things things you have to get ready, but don't be consumed with the worry and anxiety of the day. And just trying hard not to be anxious doesn't work. It really doesn't, you can't do it. So he puts in some suggestions here. Firstly, he says, bring everything to God. Bring your requests before God. In other words, take, as it were, all the anxieties and the fears and the worries about tomorrow. And as it were, bring them in your hands and just present them to God. So here, God, these are the things that are really worrying me. These are my anxieties. These are the things I'm anxious about. I want to bring them to you and to lay them right at your feet and know that you will take care of them and uh, uh, that, they're, that they're there. You're big enough to hold them and to look after them. Leave it And leave it with him. Don't, don't try and take it on yourself again. But leave it with him. And interesting, he pops into this. Thanksgiving. He says, fill your lives with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving does three things. As you remember what God has done. Remember the good things. Three things that happen. One is you become more positive. Because you see what God has done. You see that actually okay. In the past it's been okay. And you become very aware of what you have rather than what you don't have. So your life is then filled with the, oh, gosh, I've got this and I've had this. And you remember that little rhyme that says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And rather than fill your, our minds with the fears and the anxieties, we're really called to fill our minds with what is positive, what is good, and, and to look at that. And to get that, secondly, brings perspective. And you begin to see the perspective, not just of, of uh, the, the anxiety, things that cause you to be anxious, but the perspective that actually, in the past, God was with you and he will be with you again. And then you see the possibilities. The possibilities that something that he will help you through this. The possibility that it won't be quite as bad as you think. The possibility that other people will come alongside. As he helped you before, he'll help you again. And then he says the peace of God comes to you as a gift. And gifts have to be received. And it says it will guard your heart, that is your feelings, and it will guard your head, that is your thinking. The peace of God comes to make you still inside, to take away the palpitations, the fast heartbeat, just to rest you. Let that peace fill you. And then we'll fill your head because it will help you to change your thinking, the way you think about things. So we're to stop living in the future because that would just produce anxiety and concern, to live in the present, but to live in the present reality that there's a God who's with you. Start thinking about the positives. Now, all this requires a discipline. And I I know myself, because I'm very prone to being anxious, I know how hard it is, but we have to somehow take a discipline into our lives and speak to ourselves Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, in the book that he wrote on spiritual depression, made this amazing statement. He said, most problems in life are caused by listening to yourself and not speaking to yourself. As we listen to ourselves, we listen to our fears, we listen to the things that could go wrong, we listen to our anxieties. But as we speak to ourselves, we can say, look, let's get this in perspective. Let's not think about too much about tomorrow, let's think about today and deal with the issues of today. Let's realize that God is with us and God is with me and he will help me. Now, these things are are complex and and, and easy to, to say all of this and make it sound like, oh, it'll all go away. It won't. We are in a difficult time. We are in a very uncertain time. Some very difficult things are going to happen to some people. Many, even people listening today will get ill. There may even be some who die. Some will lose their jobs. Some of us will go through very difficult times. But there's no point in living today in the fear and anxiety of that. But we should wait until we get to that point and trust that we all will be well, that God will be with us, and he will help us through it because we want to find a place of peace in our own hearts and lives. So we've got to be careful not to live our lives on the basis of what if. What if this happens? What if that happens? Let's see when it happens, what we'll do, because those things can destroy you. And ultimately, it's about putting our trust in God. Because that's what it's about. The great song says, "For this we have Jesus." Because these are the points in life when we do, and to know that actually, he he will take us into the future, which he already knows. And there may be some listening today who don't yet know him, you haven't got that relationship with him. And some of the principles of putting a rhythm in your life, of not thinking about the future but present, all those are all true. But most of all, the most wonderful thing is to be able to put your hands, your life, in His hands and trust that he'll be with you. So I hope some of those things will be helpful, maybe good to go back over that scripture and think about it again, and to consider how that applies to you. And it's worth noting that after that passage in Philippians, he goes on to say, what you think about is really important. Think about the positive. Think about the things that are pure. Things that, The things that he says, uh, whatever is true, whatever is noble, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, whatever is admirable, think on these things. Think about those things, and the peace of God will be with you. It's a matter of what's going on up here and how we think. So we need to be together in this. We're all finding it a struggle, but hopefully some of these things will will help. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the opportunity just to share together on this whole issue of anxiety and stress. And you know how we all feel and how difficult it is. But I pray that for every one of us, that you will bring peace into our hearts and into our lives. Because we look into a very uncertain future. We don't know what's going to happen to the country. We don't know what's going to happen to ourselves or our friends. But we want to trust you in all of this. And you'd help us to put rhythms into our life. To begin to see positive things. And to live a day at a time. And to build rhythm into our our daily living. Please help us, Lord, and open our hearts out to trust you and to find that peace of God that passes all understanding. Nobody can understand it. It's a gift from you. In Jesus' name, Amen.